Sublime. Hey, Barbie. Oh, hey, Midge. What did you call me? (laughs) I know. Midge. Poor Midge. Justice for Midge. I would never get pregnant. (laughs) Yeah, no matter how hard I try. (laughs) Hi, Midge. Uh, Hi, Hi, Barbie. Hey, Barbie. Hey, Barbie. (laughs) Hi, Alan. And hello, Mary. Hi, Eddie. Yes, and hello, Marys. Yes, sorry. I went to Roger Rabbit. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Eddie. Uh, yes, and hello, Marys. Mary, uh, happy summer. Happy summer movies. I feel like this summer there's at least three movies that have come out or will come out that people are getting out of their houses, getting off the couch, canceling those plans, and going to see in the theaters. Well, I know about Barbie and I know about Oppenheimer. Is the third one that like sex trafficking movie that all the conservatives want us to go see with Jim Caviezel? Is that the third? I, was that the I, one that I, you're talking about? I don't know what movie that is. Mary. Oh, it's called like Sound of Freedom or, you know, Tears from, I don't know, uh, Aunt Mary Susan. I have no idea what it's called. I'm not going to go see it, but it, it's been making the You're waves. not going to make me go see it. <laughs> not going to make me see it. With Jim uh, Caviezel. Uh, who is Jim Caviezel? You keep saying his name. He played Jesus in The Passion of the Christ. And wait, wait, wait. Passion of the Christ. Is this the the, the Mel Gibson one. movie? Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Okay, great. No, he, it was Alec Baldwin who called his daughter a fat pig. I just want to get it right. <laughs> Or, or was it David we're, Hasselhoff? We're starting, off, we're starting <laughs> off real great here. Well, I feel like actually yeah. it is thematically on point for this movie. You know, whether sure. we realize yeah. it or not. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> this that is pig. unplanned. I just, yeah. Listen, listen. I just watched uh, Bachelorette last night because I wanted to see if Kirsten Dunst was ever good. And she is. Um, but there's a part in that movie where Andrew Rannells, who plays a cop stripper, calls Rebel Wilson a pig face. <laughs> Oh, (laughs) so this is all on brand. Yeah, yeah. That's. uh, I think I saw that movie. Maybe. Oh, Mary, it's a Matreon movie for sure. Don't they like try to get into the wedding dress and they rip it? Is that yes? That's what starts the whole kind of. uh, What's that bro movie where the guy's getting married? Um, The Hangover. The Hangout. Oh, The Hangover. Yes. Yeah. Uh, That's like what you know. That's like the thing that sets the whole. Night in motion. I feel like Bachelorette is the skipper to Bridesmaids Barbie. <laughs> to bring I, it, I yes, yes, all the I way totally, around. I totally agree. M- one thing I I have noticed, I think Bridesmaids is so just on a like a complete different plane when it comes to women acting, women's stories. Um, granted, yes, it's about. A wedding, right? Which is like another Barbie theme, right? Of course, it's always about getting married to a man. The, the thing is with Bachelorette, it's so, it's even smaller. It's so much more, I don't know, even more teen rom-com. It's fun know. mom dinner. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, fun mom dinner. I don't know how we, no, no, we have not 
No, we haven't done an episode on Fun Mom Dinner, have we? No, we have not. No, have I not. have not. Have you seen it? No. Oh, Mary. I, I know I've, I have such complex feelings about Fun Mom Dinner. Okay, Fun Mom Dinner. So who's in Fun Mom Dinner? Tony Collette. Oh, okay. Uh, All Molly right. Shannon. Well, well, we're done. We're done. I'm definitely seeing this. Bridget Everett, even though you hate somebody somewhere. and I do not. For the record, keep going. Well, the best, though, I mean, what you have to stick around for is the the featured cameo performance by Adam Levine. Oh, my God. But I hate him. Yeah, no, you will. It's it it's awful. I, I think he did better acting in that eczema commercial he was in or whatever it was, whatever pharmaceutical advertising he did recently. Oh, uh, you know so much about Adam Levine's career, Mary. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, you know, what can I say? I'm a big moves like Jagger head. Oh yeah. You love that song. I love that it's song. Pentatonic. It's a yeah. his riff is pentatonic. And you're I like, like to, oh. I like to dance in the garage to it. Yeah. Moves. Mm-hmm. Yes. You love it. You love I it. love it. I like to put on my dancing shoes. Uh, so the third movie that's like I feel like anticipated and oh, Mary's yeah. just so we know uh, I am totally kidding, but uh, the Meg two. Oh, the Meg two, new Meg, same chum. I I, I saw the the little new ad Meg, for, same chum, same chum, and I just thought, oh, I wish my name was Megan so that I could stand next to this and mm. and pose it on Instagram and get eighteen likes. You know what I mean? Like yeah, oh, totally, totally. Yeah. Or I mean, the other movie that I really want to see, I haven't been able to see it yet, is Joyride. Oh, I'm dying to see Joyride. Yes. And if my name was Joy, you know. It'd be great. Yeah, somebody take be me for great. a ride. Someone take me for a ride. Go take me to see Joyride. I've heard Joyride's great. I've heard it's really, uh, really good. Uh, I want to see it so bad. Uh, I'm so yeah. mad about it. Uh, anyway, I mean, I, I, I went to see Barbie because it was like required viewing for this podcast. Um, and I also saw Oppenheimer yesterday. You did the whole Barbenheimer thing. Did you, did you have a T-shirt? <laughs> no, but... Okay. But uh, I saw them. Does it count if you see them on separate days? I don't know how people did it back to back, Mary. I yeah, I I think it still counts if you do it with like within the same. Oh, good. Okay. Like weekend. Yeah. All right. So I did Barbenheimer. Thank oh, you very wow. much. <laughs> Going in for Barbenheimer. Okay. So did you see them both uh, with Sunday Riley? Uh, <laughs> did you see them both in the same theater, or or did you go for the big screen for uh, for Oppenheimer? So I am a practical. Polly, uh, practical Penelope, and uh-huh. I went to a small locally owned theater, Cobble Hill Cinemas in Brooklyn. Um, it's where I go to see movies because it's never too crowded. There's no frills. Usually, you're gonna get like adults that are there, not like any college kids or just like people that are, you know, you know, having full meals. You know what I mean? Like, sure. On their phones. Spaghetti it's, carbonara. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, yeah, and they're very small theaters. Very small theaters. One of them is larger than the other. Uh, Oppenheimer is bigger than the one that I saw Barbie in. Um, but both theaters were sold out. So that's saying something. Second weekend. Um, and, yeah, I went to the same one. Uh, not re- kind of like... One was early afternoon, the other was late afternoon. I saw Barbie at like 4 p.m. Yeah, you got to give yourself a little extra time for Oppenheimer because that's like three hours. It's a solid it three was, hours. Yes. 
It was yeah. my, you know, granted it was like the hottest day yet yesterday. So it was like a, a, a good reason to go to the movies, uh, which, you know, was fine. It was fine in the shade, I will say. But yeah. what's nice about Cabo Hill Cinemas, uh, for any Brooklyn Marys that are like, mm, I don't want to go to Alamo Draft House because it's $27. Um, Cabo Hill Cinemas is great because next door there's this like chocolate shop that's very well air conditioned. And they have amazing bonbons. They have cold drinks as well as hot drinks, all hot stuff they can make you a sundae they can you know it's they have all the 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 stuff there they make all of their chocolate stuff on the premises it's a really really cute little um shop very it's very cobble hill you know could they make me a sunday riley Riley. can i get that sunday riley you sure can man oh boy sunday um anyway because I won't go down I because I'll just start losing it um listen Mary making... one one thing I gotta say before I find out how you saw it sure I hope I hope we can connect at some point during this conversation about Barbie because Mary's for those that don't know we will be talking about Barbie today. oh yeah our post drag race kind of like come down we're like oh let's talk about a summer movie about women, right? Uh, I think that's very on brand for All Right, Mary. So, mm-hmm. but I do hope we can connect with how people act, in particular, eat in the movie theaters. Oh, my goodness. It's just, yes, we'll talk about that. People in movie theaters. So, great segue. Actually, that's a great segue. I went to, you know, the Astoria Kaufman. I was going <gasps> to go. Oh, you went. Oh, it's a great little theater. It's a big theater. Sorry. It's a big theater. It's a big theater. It, and it kind of still looks like the way it probably did in the 90s, more or less. So that's <laughs> mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. I was going to, I was thinking about Alamo Draft House, but the trains were uh, fakakt yesterday. And I just was like, you know what? I don't need to go all the way to like downtown Brooklyn so that I can like, you know, eat pretzel bites in the dark you know what i mean like i can i can just do that here in queens you know <laughs> on a on a what what uh, uh, like a real plate what are they made of yeah i can't even think today yeah like a you know uh porcelain i don't plaster, know por- porcelain yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> plaster uh, of plaster of paris something like that you know well you know there's another alamo in down uh, like downtown manhattan I feel like that would be harder to get to because that's over almost by like um, oh, Battery Park City. You got to go all the way, like cross the highways. At that point, you're like, you're, it's like Brookfield Place, I feel like. And that mm. to me, you know, you're, you're, you might a, as well be in Jersey City. I was going to say, you're a quick dip from Hoboken at that point, you know, and like no shade. It's what just did like, you call me? Yeah. <laughs> a broco? <laughs> a broco? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it I I'm not the first one to call it broboken, right? Like that's well understood. It's oh, it's, that's well understood. Yes, yeah. you're not gonna bro me. Not gonna bro me, not but gonna oh, bro but me. You and I I'm also not the both, bro for you, little girl. Sorry, you and ahead. I both know that some of them are the bros for us because, like, I also have that that oh. masochistic taste in men where it's like, oh, you live uh, in Hoboken, yeah. Oh, yeah. can I see your North Face jacket? You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> I you know what kind of car do you drive? Oh my god. Yes, they drive a car. They have that type of furniture. Yeah. Uh, they are like, they're kind of like Chicago gays in the sense that like they'll butch it up a little bit. You yeah. know, it's kind of like a problem. Oh, and you have to also sort of mirror that back or else they feel yeah. threatened. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh. You know, it's like when you go like deep into Brooklyn and get a slice of pizza, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, oh. this is a journey, but it's worth it. 
Oh yeah. Oh, but it those. Better. But no. But Mary, the difference between like a a bro a bro broken gay, a bro broken gay. I love bro, him. Yeah, because there <laughs> there's that too. Yeah. Barbie and bro broken gays. Um, yeah. is that in Brooklyn the gays like they're really into Lady Gaga, but the bro broken gays won't admit that. No, no, they won't. I, they will have. I mean, there'll be a lot of you know. I mean, and no offense, but. Because it's New Jersey, it's probably a lot of Italian pride on the wall. You know what I mean, or something. Did you say no offense? Fuck I you. said no offense because I didn't want you to think that I was saying there's anything wrong with that. Not there's anything wrong with that. There's anything wrong with that. But like, they're gonna like hop. No, to, they're gonna dance yeah. to the beat of New Jersey. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. It's their you know Puerto Rican flag and Italian flag right next to each other. It's very very common. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're Bobby Cannavale furniture. You know uh, what I mean? We just like, love. We celebrate. We love. Let's talk about the little They'll picture of Mary. You know. Uh huh. Oh yeah. No, they. Uh, I once hooked up with this guy who, <laughs> Mary. I can't believe I've never told you this. He had. We, you know, we had sex and it was great. And then uh, he went into the bathroom, you know, as men do sometimes. Uh, and then uh, his blinds were closed and or it wasn't even blinds. There were curtains. And I looked behind the curtain and on the windowsill were like six Virgin Marys. Oh, my God. <laughs> like big That's... ones and little ones. Uh he would have come out of the bathroom. I would have been like, round two, baby. Round two. You have Virgin Mary statues on the windowsill. Get on your knees. Yeah, I'm so close. <laughs> I'm so close to God right now. Um, he invited me to watch Game of Thrones after. And I was like, because he had this gigantic TV. Of course Mary. he did. That's the other, Sound yeah, system. That's, oh, yeah, for sure. But it was in this like very, 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 very small bedroom. But it was gigantic. Oh, it took up the entire wall. It was it was it was so surreal. <laughs> oh, but I was like, I, I I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, right. Because, you know, cause you can look, but don't stare. Yes. You know what I mean? You can look, but don't stare. You can visit, but don't stay. Uh, anyway, so Alamo Draft House, you decided not to go to, to you know, eat off, uh, you know. Uh, God, what Lester is that? Paris, yeah. Are, what are they called, though? There's What are plates like made China? of? China? No. Know. What's the material? What are plates made of? Um well, let me ask Google. Let me ask Google. What, folks, I feel ceramic. like... Ceramic. Thank you. Ceramic. Ceramic. And ceramic. silverware to eat pretzel bites and honey mustard sauce. Uh, you decided to go to Kaufman Studios because it was closer. And was it crowded? It was. So, like, I bought my ticket ahead, but, like, it was... The theater was packed. There were many showings of, of Barbie. And I, you know, I made my own popcorn at home. Mary... No way. What? Who are you? Because, well, listen, li listen, Linda, listen, I made are my you own RuPaul? I just can't yeah, control myself. I can't, yeah, I can't be around it because of the popcorn. Mary, I, it was just good old, or you know, O.R., Orville Redenbacher in, yeah, sure. in, in a pot with some oil. And then, because I recently, I've been using, I ran out of salt. And so I'd buy new salt and I bought sea salt. And let me tell you something. Jesus. Let me tell you something. Sea salt is where it's at. Any, anyone who's still using iodized salt is not salting their food. 
Let me just say that on this episode of Barbie. I think it's the opposite. I think well, it's the opposite. Actually. Whatever you're doing and I'm doing, you need to be doing what I'm doing. <laughs> sea salt's great. No, it's great. Amazing. Um, Boy. I will pop- say... I, I will say before you explain this popcorn situation to me, because I'm really curious about it. Uh, the, the hard thing about using sea salt in cooking, especially with baking, is that the sea salts like kernels or, you know, whatever. Granules. Pieces, granules are all different sizes. So you can't properly measure the salt. So that's why you really shouldn't use sea salt in, you know. Uh, in cooking because it's not going to be especially baking because it's it you know it's not going to be uh, exact <laughs> not going to measure me out exactly not going to I'm the wrong salt for you <laughs> little baker uh, well I like a salty chocolate chip cookie so that works out well uh it's so far it's worked out fine for me but all I did is I just you know while it was still in the pot I sprinkled a, a healthy dose of sea salt in there. You put a little MSG in as well because it makes stuff good. And then, you know, you kind of shake it around. And then I had enough for like a nice Ziploc bag. And for some reason, I was like, oh, I could bring a can of soda or I could like pack a little like, you know, water bottle or something. And I was like, no, I really want like a movie theater like fountain soda. Like I'll splurge mm, the $6 like for that. Like a cherry Coke. Or yeah. A like I, oh my God, a root beer. A root beer. <gasps> you know, and you know, Oh, is it they have pepsi products at this place so um, okay so ch- pepsi cherry cherry pepsi yeah i usually just get a diet just because like the cups are so big that i just ben, like i can't ben. <laughs> ben it's not diet i need to have it to be diet so but then i the got thing there is, though but like if you get a big one or if you get a soda don't you have to pee in the movie yeah i had to run that risk i had by the i actually got through the whole thing without having to pee but i was oh. feeling it towards the end okay um i got a medium i normally would have gotten a small because that's plenty but I, I'm, I'm such a dum-dum. I should have gone with my gut because the lines for the concessions were so long. Oh. And it was like, you know, every everyone, I, I feel bad for because it's probably been a nightmare, you know, for a couple of weeks for these poor kids working at, you know, the, the Regal Kaufman. But I basically stood in the concession line for 20 minutes for a Diet Pepsi. And, and because of the whole like sunken cost theory, I upped it to a medium Diet Pepsi yep. and got some peanut, M&M, no, peanut butter M&Ms. They know this. Yeah. Because they didn't have Bunch of Crunch. Um, Wait, you got peanut butter M&M's, but not peanut M&M's? They had the option, but I saw peanut butter, and I was like, ooh, I'll get oh, that. Oh, I prefer the peanut. Well, uh But I will, me. let me say, uh, just so we're clear, it's Bunch of Crunch at the movie theater. It's Bunch of Which, Crunch at the movie theater. That's that's the answer. And that's but what was in the display, and when I said one Bunch of Crunch, the panic on this girl's face, she's <gasps> like, oh, we don't have that. And I was like... Oh, do you have? I see you have peanut butter M and M's. We could just do that because I feel like she has been dealing with oh. the the people who, if they're not on airplanes, they're at movie theaters. <laughs> yes, you know what right, I'm saying? That's right. that's right. I know exactly what you're saying. If they're not on the airplane, they're in the movie theater. Yes. Yeah. And I just like <laughs> witnessed that look in her eye of, oh my god. Are you going to be one of those people who's not on an airplane right now? And I was like, we're all good. Peanut butter M and M's. That works for me, baby. Like, just I'm going to be the easiest person you deal with this month. You're you're the nice mom. I'm going to be the nice mom. No big deal. No big deal, Debbie. And so I paid my, you know, 15 bucks. (laughs) That's my mother. He's referencing. Keep going. (laughs) No big deal, Debbie. (laughs) Doesn't matter. (laughs) Doesn't matter, Debbie. (laughs) 
my mother's keto Kate and your mother's doesn't matter Debbie. Doesn't matter Debbie. Yeah. Yeah. Or Flatbush Debbie, but you've never. Fla- met well, her. she yeah. used to be Flatbush Debbie. Yeah. Um, she comes out, but yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my mother used to be like you know Mary Kate. That was like. Mm, yeah. Mary Kate. Ashley Olsen. Mary Kate. Yeah. Right. yeah and Ashley Olsen. Um, but then you know I I was seated next to I I got the I got a great seat because I had reserved it. But most people did not reserve their seats because the theater was, was mostly full. And there were people everywhere in pink, you know, people doing their level oh, of dressing yeah. up, right? You know, girls in pink, some gays, the usual, and 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 you know, it was one of those moments where, because you know, you know my feelings on like the world, uh, and like people who like popular things, and I was like, you know, oh, yeah, this twenty five minutes I'm spending in the concession line stand, I'm really getting to just observe. Mm. This is it. This is. This is, this is America. This is America. This is like that song. This is America. This is America. This is what people are need. This is how people are acting when they're needing something like this right now. That's what I think Barbenheimer has done. If we're going to get like a little R.A. Mary about this, like watching the people in the theater. One person I heard in particular, actually, while we were walking in the theater, said, "Ah, oh, it's just so great to see people in pink. Like people are mm. excited again. And I feel like this summer blockbuster thing the fact that these two movies were not necessarily competing but like joined forces but were on two very opposite sides of the spectrum right which then made them part of the same coin or on the same side actually um the fact that people were getting really excited about it shows us that kind of like not only marketing works but that we needed it well, and I think in some ways, if we want to get really all right, Mary, if you know, 20 something minutes into this, like Barbie and Oppenheimer are two sides of the same coin that really sums up like America in the 20th century. Oh, my you know God. What I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, so there's also that, that right. like what there's, like the double feature is actually oh kind of on point. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because one of them is pre-World War II and the other one is after World War II. It's actually mm-hmm. like really unbelievable to see both of them you know, on, on the same coin uh, or on the same side of the coin. Cause you're right. And it is all a response to power anyway. That's my, well, yeah. And, and I also, you know, that was, I mean, that was one of the things, I mean, obviously we're going to get into it about Barbie, but like, I felt like watching this, it was, it's a very different movie. I mean, there's a couple thoughts, but it made me think a little bit of everything everywhere all at once. I felt like there is this meta thing about movies like everything everywhere all at once or Barbie that it makes me think about something like the Stepford Wives or Invasion of the Body Snatchers in the 70s and obviously from the 50s. Like it it does feel like when we look back on this time, movies like this are going to feel like a product of this time. I see what you're saying. Yeah. What's the other example of that? Um, oh God. Uh, oh, like um, uh, Carousel. Carousel mm-hmm. it, and Oklahoma, those types of musicals were a product of the time. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think there's so many post-war movies, like the best years of our lives. There's so mm. many like movies that are about like guys coming home from the war and, and you know, the challenges of, um, you know, coming back to, you know, mm. r- suburban life. And like, there's, 
there is a whole wave of movies that kind of are very clearly a response to what was going on in the time. I feel like the 70s is kind of fascinating for like the number of things that are in movies that are reflective of what's going on in the times. Mm. I feel like, you know, you look at like, I don't know, even a movie like Wall Street and you're like, okay, what is that saying about like the greed is good era of the 80s? And I feel and I just think that like it makes perfect sense to me that movies like this are like very much about people questioning their reality at a time when I think everybody's kind of like, what the fuck yeah. is reality? Yeah. Like, totally. Or does... their moral code, right? Because I think that's yeah. what Oppenheimer certainly focuses on um, because it's like it, both of them have those themes. Yeah, we're we're lost. And it's just, yeah, it's just it's really interesting that like I think when we look back, it'll be like, oh, yeah, the fact that that's that became a uh, a theme in movies or that became or we saw that theme expressed in movies like mm. this, you know? Mm. Yeah, uh, we'll see what the Meg 2 has to say about it. Well, sure. You know, different Meg, same chum. You know what I mean? I mean, what does that say about how we feel? We're just the same chum in a new Meg, new global crisis. You know what I mean? Same chum. What monster is going to come and remind us of immortality, you know? Yeah, right? I mean, and, you know, as all of our Marvel superheroes are are failing at the box office and Mm. getting canceled and... You know, uh, that era, I don't know. I I mean, I'm, we're, we're being facetious. I'm not really reading that deeply, but I am reading a little bit deeply into it because it is, I do think there's some truth to it. I do feel like all of this is does feel like you could chart back what's popular right now to like what's popular in the news right now. Oh, I, yes, completely. Uh, you know, will there be a movie about the SAG strike? Yeah. <laughs> I I don't who's going to write it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you that much. It won't be on Netflix. I know that. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, well, no, actually, that's the thing. It would be because that's the problem people are having with the independent movies that are being made right now is that, well, they're still going to go to streaming services. Oh, I saw that Sarah Silverman TikTok this morning talking about that. Yeah, I, everybody's kind of explaining it like to her, and I'm yeah. kind of like, okay, I guess I see what's going on here. Uh, they they're trying to make a point by having mm-hmm. them still go on. I don't think that's gonna work. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know enough about any of that to know what I know, but I I yeah did same. feel that you know the way she expressed herself made me feel like I believed her. And yeah. I agreed with her, you know? I'm kind of like, wait a second. Wait, yeah, you're supposed to stop. You're actually yeah, supposed is, to stop. Is that the whole idea? Like, isn't that how the strike works? Is everybody stops? Yeah. Uh, but there's this caveat. Anyway, I felt the same about the Tony Awards. I'm just like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. You were supposed yeah. to stop. Right. Anyway, um, Barbie. So I, my theater was full. I was sitting between two couples um, and by couples, I mean two people that, you know, or a pair of people that came together. Um, it was like the last row. It was like that. Um, Make out alley. No, mm-hmm. no. Well, no, no, not at all. Not um, at all. All right. Um, but yeah, there was uh, this, this, I just will get this out of the way so we can focus on Barbie, which is very much how I experienced Barbie. So this person next to me, um, she she ate popcorn in such a way that was uh, completely distracting and completely disgusting at the same time. And I had to absolutely refocus myself and do all I could to not even like have her be in my vision so that I could 
focus on when she wasn't about to uh, eat the popcorn. It was wild. It was it was as if like no one was around for twenty feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like she's eating like she's home alone because we all have that way that we eat when we're alone. <laughs> you know, I can I, I can definitely attest I don't to that. Understand? You know, it's and maybe it's because of how I was raised with my mother and like her eating stuff. But how do people? Just like unabashedly eat with, even when I'm alone, I don't eat with my mouth open. Like I don't chew with my mouth open. No, no. And I guess when I think of eating alone, I'm more of like, oh, do I need a knife? I'm just going to tear this with my hands. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I see. There's things like that where I'm like, ah, uh, this could I don't be want to dirty food. a fork. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Honestly, like, where's the line? It's finger food. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anything's finger food if you're brave enough. But the trash is also a, a respectable bowl. I could just eat it out of the trash and not dirty I, a bowl. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that way, it's all very efficient. I'm trying to multitask. <laughs> eat the macaroni here. from the pot. This is some wet ass pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm just going to put the pot in my lap and then I'm going to sit in the garbage bag. And so, I mean. <laughs> All uh, of this, but yeah. She, yeah. she I, it was, it was unreal. And also, like, I, I listened to the universe, or I, I looked at the universe, and you know, my, my inner self, I was like, you fucking asshole! Like, how dare you? You know that I can't leave because I'm yeah. talking about this on Sunday, and all the tickets are sold out for tomorrow. Like, you know that, and yet you sat me next to this person who chews popcorn with her mouth open. Uh, right. And like a lot of it. And right. and and it was a slow drip, a, like a a slow assault of the ears throughout the entire movie. So it was mm-hmm. like like it like the popcorn just never ended. <laughs> right. Like you can try to see like how much is left in that bag. Oh, I tried just... to see. I tried uh-huh. to see. Mm-hmm. But it was a big enough bag that you couldn't. Not going to finish me. Yep. Oh my god. I'm the wrong bag of popcorn for you, hungry uh-huh. girl. God, it was wild. But anyway, I had to refocus on Barbie, which is what we're going to do today. I, you know, Mary, at the outset, I just want to say I thought the opening sequence of this movie was fantastic. You know, it was what it made me think about. I was, you know, because it really is like a whole 15 minute set piece that then, you know, I I had a, a, a took a turn that I was like, oh, thank God. But it was like, oh, this is... Because it was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, oh, is this whole thing? Is this, this the whole time? I was like, is this going to be like the 1990s Super Mario Brothers? Which, granted, Bob Hoskins, I know, but like, mm. I don't want to. I don't want to watch Double Dragons for 90 minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to watch Surf Ninjas. Sure, sure. No, I, I want. You know what I mean? I I want to watch the only part of like bushwhacked that I want to watch is when it was Ann Dowd drops the kids off at the beginning, you know? So like, I was like, mm-hmm. are we going to do this the whole time? Cause it also was like, this is a little bit like an extended SNL, like filmed short. You know what I mean? Oh Where- yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. That the first 15 minutes. Absolutely. Yep. There's like kind of some big winks here and there of like, look at the jokes we're making, you know? And, right. and I was like, Oh, this boy. Okay. Is, uh... The joke being, well, one of the big jokes being like, oh, women own this world. Yeah, right. It was very much just like making very um, deadpan kind of like, and now we've solved, you know, all women's problems. And now women have power and feminism, you know, is solved. And, you know, there's just like a lot of 
kind of winky jokes like that where it's like, well, obviously, well, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, well, kind of, you know, uh, confidently saying thing, th- things that are clearly incorrect in reality kind of humor. Mm. Right, right, exactly. The joke being the the oh we know this isn't right kind of joke or not mm-hmm. right but true uh yeah the aware of itself joke um yeah and it was just like that af- one after the other and it, i don't know i found it entertaining uh and a really great sequence the lizzo song was amazing um i yeah mm-hmm. I, I appreciated the sequence and i'm glad it ended eventually for sure and, and I, I loved, liked the, how, I liked it how it ended. Yeah. Yeah. I loved how it did. I thought that was a really interesting take to ha- kind of, and I, I really didn't look up much about the movie before going in. And, and so I actually either, had, yeah. yeah, I had no idea really what was going to happen. And so the idea that like Barbie is suddenly having, you know, uh, thoughts, suddenly having thoughts of death um, and, and just like the fantasy starts to break. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. Thank God. Thank God. And I really, uh, I appreciated that. Because emo I, Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. Emo Barbie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Billy Eyelash Barbie. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Lana Del Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and I love that it kind of is, is physicalized and personified by like her feet going flat, by her feet mm. going out of a natural arch for high heels. And I thought mm. that was like, okay, that's, that's very clever. It's very cool. And um, yeah, all of those that whole sequence of the the things that weren't going well for her uh, were all very clever. And and it all started with the the feet. But I I particularly laughed at the sour milk joke. And, you know, I saw it coming, but I still. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I I thought it was really like and I mean, I think the from what I read about it, like all of this was like they built this entire set. So there was also kind of like watching kind of the making of all of this was very fascinating because it's like, Mm. oh, my God, this basically everything we're watching happen is happening. I don't it's Mm. not like a bunch of actors in in front of a green screen. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, no, that was entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I I loved the 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 ocean bit with Ken. Um, I you know uh, the the joke about Kate McKinnon's Barbie. Uh, I I mean that's what my sister I my sister had that Barbie. You know, like I saw what she did to her. Uh, and yes, she was always in the splits. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was just such a great joke, uh, running gag about Kate McKinnon being that weird Barbie. Um, but I I, I particularly like the yeah yeah that was probably my favorite part of this movie. Um, but I did like I did like the beach uh, sequence with the Kens. Um, Simu Leo can you know he can get it. Um, I like Ryan Gosling in Crazy Stupid Love. I. I don't think I've loved him in anything else. Uh, he was really funny in this movie. And by really funny, I mean, I get why other people thought he was really funny. Does that make sense? Yes. I have a couple things I want to respond to. I, Cause I don't want to gloss over weird Barbie because oh, I, we're do gonna, think, I feel like that's a whole segment. Yeah, yes. For sure. Like weird Barbie. I deeply identified with in, in a way. I was like, Oh, <laughs> Oh, I just, this is for the Marys. I yeah. know about weird Barbie. Weird you know Barbie. what I mean? Oh, weird mm-hmm. Barbie. Yeah. I mean, and I, I mean, and you know, I could go on so many tangents about using action figures and wishing they were Barbies and, you know, like just the, the reappropriation of your, of your X-Men to be just like, 
women having a dinner party, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. In the Jurassic oh, Park yeah. set, you know, because yes. I'm just like trying to tell the stories I want to tell. April um, Camille and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? And Shredder. Yeah, uh, right. Shredder had sex with lots of Barbies. Um, my sister's I mean, Barbies in particular. Of course. Yes. Well, yes. you had Barbies in Shredder the house. Shredder was shredded. What? You had, Barbie, you had Barbies in the oh, house. Oh, yeah, because I had sisters. Even I mean, I, I've told this story before, but my dad tried to get, or my mom tried to give me a Barbie for Christmas once, and my dad freaked out, and there was this whole fight. And anyway, very traumatic moment. But uh, yeah, so every Barbie that I ever got to play with were my sister's Barbies or were, oh, Thibodeau, uh, one of our babysitters. Uh, would come over with with a bag full of Barbies, Ugh. and we would all play Barbies. Yeah. Oh God, I I I had some like little girlfriends in in the neighborhood whose Barbies I could play with, but mm. it was very much. It was basically like the the child version of like going to the like you know speakeasy gay bar you know what i mean like i was very much doing it in private it was very much something i knew i didn't want and like you know i i could safely play with the barbies with my little girlfriends but it was like oh but i don't want my like mom to find out about this you know Mm. what i mean Um, my dad i think just turned the i just i think he just saw the ghostbusters tower and the technodrome and was like okay great he's that, that, that those things are there and mm-hmm. he he never watched me and my sisters play down in the basement. It was, you know, so he just kind of turned a blind eye, assuming I wasn't playing with the Barbies. But we were absolutely and I was absolutely playing with the Barbies and the Shira dolls. Like like no question. The Barbies and the Shira dolls, we had the all types of Barbies. We had the black Barbie, the Asian Barbie, the Kens. We had them all. My mom was obsessed with Barbie as a child. Obsessed. And always wanted like a lot of Barbies, which is why I think my sisters were in such an abundance. Well, and I, and I think what was always fun about them beyond the like, I don't know, or at least the way that I thought about it as a kid was like, well, Barbies are more fun because you can change their clothes yeah, and you can like do stuff with their hair. And so you can like, you can make them different characters. And obviously that's a whole theme in this movie is that there's so right. many different Barbies. And once you have all these Barbies, then you can mix and match, you know, like Dr. Mm. Barbie could wear jeans one day, you know? And I think yeah, just... sometimes on casual Fridays, she does, you know? Yeah. And so like just having that flexibility to be like, you know what? It's Friday. I'm going to mm. wear these little blue jeans and these cute little kids on my healed feet. And I'm going to go save lives. And I I just liked having that option, whereas with action figures, they're all it's all, all the clothes are plastic, and so yeah. you just yeah. Except for Shredder, Shredder and Splinter had fabric clothes. Yes, yes, they did. I because I had the I think we had the Splinter. He had like a robe. Mm-hmm. It was the yep. red robe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Shredder had this like purple thing. Uh, that you put on and then there were spikes that were like on his shoulder that you couldn't take off. But yes, uh, what was the first time we still have to talk a little bit more, I'm sure, about this movie in general, but just some Barbie background. When was the first time that you looked at Ken's crotch? Oh, my goodness. I mean, very young age, certainly. I mm. And I, I think I think and. At that point, it was probably looking at any crotches. You know what I mean? It was probably just the idea of like, oh, my goodness, you could just look. And so, but Ken's crotch. I mean, I think what I can say is, well, I don't remember the first time. I do remember, and this is so true of like 
all of my life as my like my access to porn you know the limits of it kind of forced my making do with scraps you know what i mean and so like mm. the mere fact that there was a bump at all was yep. enough you know well, what i mean Mary, i remember the change or noticing when ken wasn't wearing underwear and it was just those grooves the mm-hmm. bulge yep. and being more excited and i didn't know that it was excited but i was excited by the grooves i was like oh i like this more Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the because the implication because it was all about implications. It was all about yep. implications. The implication was that there's no underwear, and right. so you yep. know the idea that like ooh Ken even like ooh Ken's going commando right now. Mm. I mean, there's a breeze up those shorts, you know. Mm. I mean that. So, but again, I I did not have. I'm sure my action figures had sex, but I didn't have. Oh. The Barbies at home, and so I wasn't able to do like that level of exploration with the cats. Oh, yeah, no. April O'Neil had sex with every single one of my action figures, particularly Casey Jones. Yeah, and uh, Shredder had sex with most of my sister's Barbies. Like there was no question about it. Um, Ken Shredder. had sex, you know. Yeah. Shredder and April's fifty load weekend. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, you know, it's funny. I just noticed this. I'm looking at a Ken doll that I have on my shelf right now. It's water sports Ken. <laughs> what is, what's his crotch look like? Oh, it's in a, it's still in the box. My friend oh. gave it to me when I was in Portland. Um, and he's, uh, so I don't know, but he has uh, these like blue pattern trunks on. Ooh. Oh, I, I wonder what's back there. <laughs> well, we'll find out later. Uh, and then obviously I have the Bratz dolls above him, but they're uh, styled to be Chi-Chi Devane and Trinity K. Bonet. So I yeah, got, I got Barbies and, and Bratz They're tucked. So, you know. They are fucking tucked. And they're tucked. You know, sure. the other thing I wanted to say, because you brought up Ryan Gosling, and I feel mm. like many people are talking about Ryan Gosling in this movie. And, you know, there's a feeling of like this whole movie about women and everyone's talking about Ryan Gosling. Right. Well, let me let this, here's my take. I think the the reason is because Ken is the best role in the movie. Yeah, uh, he's the best supporting role. I mean, he in terms of like, I think that Barbie has an interesting journey. I think Margot Robbie is great. I think she's I love Margot Robbie. She is uh, outstanding. She was she's, outstanding in this movie. My yeah. favorite role of the movie, though, was America Ferreira. I thought Amer- I think that she's great, too. She gets that monologue and that's, you know, uh, that was great. But mm-hmm. I think the arc, like the amount of what Ryan Gosling is giving to do, the big the big Ken that's musical true. number, mm-hmm. like he gets all he gets so many bigger that's comedic right. beats that's like true. Barbie. Once they're in the real world, Barbie is very much kind of like inquisitive and confused very you know yeah. uh it, a little sad. bit of what kim cattrall and mannequin um okay. but not a sexy more sad whereas ken is this like you know i you know learning about patriarchy and i would like a job and you know women are secondary like and it's just these like big crowd pleasing jokes and and mm. he does a great job with it and I just, as I was watching it, I was like, listen, I am always looking for the female performances over the, over the, over the men. I'm always more interested in the ladies, but so I'm not skewed to like focus on Ryan Gosling and Barbie, but like, you gotta give it to her, Biella. I, that was my big takeaway. It was like, well, yeah, he's got the best role in the movie, which is kind of ironic. 
Yeah, I now that I think about it, I'll have to think about it a little bit more um, and kind of really consider Ryan Gosling um, some more. There were oh my man is here. Uh-oh. Um, I hopefully they'll just leave the packages. Um, I had to I have I had to, I had to buy new sneakers because my sneakers are all worn out. Oh, um, fun! You get some Skechers. <laughs> Yeah, you got. Is it you know? Does it have the little? You got marshmallow sandals, Mary. <laughs> you, oh yeah, you got some jellies. You just get some new jellies for the summer. My Jimmy Choo's. Um, yeah. Listen, my Choo Choo so, jellies. Yeah, my Jimmy so, Choo jellies are here. Well, we'll talk about it on like Only Marys, but yes, I have a new conviction, uh, and running new running sneakers is part of it. But listen, Linda, so. I I have to reconsider Ryan Gosling. I think I can't really comment right now, but my gut reaction walking away from that movie was, you know, he was fine. He was fine in the movie. That's just not, it's it, the jokes were so obvious and it's not really my type of humor, which brings me to my next point. The other, the main problem I had with this movie, I think that I get what they were trying to say. I loved what they were trying to say. And I thought that they said it, Often, but th- my biggest problem with the movie were was every scene with Will Ferrell. Okay, so yes, let's talk because I didn't know he was in this. Neither did I. And I think that Will Ferrell can be funny. I think that he's in general like he's a very talented, very funny person. But I Agreed. feel like I also like Anchorman isn't really my sense of humor. Same. And it's and it feels like it's from this like era of I don't know I don't know Anchorman era like old school Anchorman like that era it's it's, it's turn of the century it's early two th- it's early aughts right very Will Ferrell like Elf right I don't yep. find Elf funny but I get it like I also get everybody was laughing in the theater everybody loves him and I and yeah I also is very okay I'm just not in that peer group right but i at the same time i can also acknowledge like he's very talented he's very funny he's very charming he's very smart i the thing is that that those segments it almost felt like the twist was gonna be that will ferrell used to be a ken like that's Mm. how it was coming off as i thought that that he was going to reveal like I used to be a Ken and I escaped and started this patriarchy. Right. Like that's what I thought it was going to be. And because he was acting so cartoonish and for the movie, I think to make more sense for me and for the point to come across even stronger, I don't think he should have had any comedic beats. I think that those real world moments should have been so dull and dry and the comedy should have come from Barbie and from uh, Ryan Gosling's. And it he kept hamming it up. That whole room sort of did, but it was mostly Will Ferrell. And it, I don't think it worked. Yeah, I, I felt like that was the, everyone who worked at Mattel kind of acted like cartoon characters. And even the way that they like chased after Barbie, like it was a very yeah. sort of cartoon way of running. I also feel like that, brand of humor that Will Ferrell does that like like there's that one character who kind of you know the guy in the cubicle who kind of kicks things off mm. and then there's just that that comedic beat of Will Ferrell being like condescending to him or being like mm. don't hug me or like sit down or like shut up like there's just this it's this I'm being an asshole isn't that funny kind of sense of humor mm. that I 
I don't know, feels very maybe pre-Trump where it's like, eh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of done with guys being assholes for attention, you know? Um, and so I think that doesn't work for me. And uh, yeah, there, it didn't, the, the whole Will Ferrell thing, I think by the time. It was too time, surreal. It was too yeah. surreal for a movie that was supposed to show the contrast between two worlds. And I was like, listen, I get that you're trying to make the connection that they're just flipped, but I I actually needed to be much more real in the real world for it to come off as I don't know that for the point to be made. Well, and I think they that subplot ended up being like unnecessary because by the time they get to Barbie Land, like Ken and Barbie like yeah solve it all themselves, and so we didn't really need him. Like by the time they got there, it was like, okay, well, problem solved. I guess we'll go back to the real world now. So it didn't really go anywhere. It needed that final twist. Mm. Rhea Perlman. Rhea Perlman. Is it Rhea? Uh, Sorry. I've always called her Rhea. So okay. you, we've now, Probably you know, <laughs> I learned from reading though, from Rhea Ding. <laughs> oh my God. I also learned very recently that it's, oh, I'm, I feel like such an idiot. I learned from reading. It's Killian Murphy. Oh, it's Killian? it's Killian Murphy. Yeah, Killian. It's not Cillian Murphy. No, Cillian it's not the Murphy. That's a great I say track Sicilian. name. Yeah. Cillian Murphy. Murphy. <laughs> Next up, this you know this Corker from Dublin, Cillian Murphy. <laughs> corker. I'm sorry. Yeah, this Corker from Dublin. Honestly, I'll, I'm giving it up. That's fair use. Anyone can have it. Cillian um, Murphy. Cillian uh, Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> Starring with Panty Bliss, Cillian yeah. Murphy. Cillian yeah. Murphy. <laughs> and she comes out doing a cartwheel and she goes, right. <laughs> she's <Yeah>. so silly. <laughs> she's so silly. And then she's like, and if you miss her tonight, she'll be back 28 days later. <laughs> Taking the red eye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to see Don't a preview, miss it, can you can catch a Peaky Blinder of her on YouTube. I was going to say, uh, if you miss her, she'll bomb. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, that's an Oppenheimer joke. <laughs> that's Listen, an Oppenheimer joke. <laughs> just so you know. Um, yeah. So, uh, Rhea Rhea, uh, did you... So, when, when she entered the room, I there was no secret to me. I was like, oh, this is, this is yeah. clearly going to be the creator of Barbie. And I felt like, you know, it's funny because I feel like that and also the realization that Barbie was tapping into America Ferreira's memories. We'll get to that. But I'm just saying things like that. I was like, oh, yeah, I saw that coming. Was I supposed mm. to see that coming? Right. You know what I mean? Was I supposed to? Because these beats were like so obvious. I was like, so obvious. Yeah. OK. So, like to the point of like, I think Greta Gerwig and Noah Blombach are smarter than that, where it's like you want us to see those beats coming are these supposed to yeah. feel like familiar 90s movies beats for example right you know? is it is it is it like the whatever 2001 space odyssey opening like is it is right. it aware like is it is it dramatic irony in that sense because it was obvious that it wasn't the teenage daughter's memories mm -hmm. like hello duh of course it wasn't her memories yeah the moment we saw america ferrera looking like sheepish at that tesco is like oh mm. it, duh it's her yeah. duh yeah yeah and so I was like, just how long is it going to take till we like recognize this? It took and a so long time. <laughs> it did take, yeah, it took, it did take, you know, it, it, the, if the movie was like maybe 15 minutes shorter, I'll say that right now. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, 
I liked, I I liked the character. I liked the Rhea, the Ruth character in the end. I loved the scene between her and Barbie in the kind of mm. like you know wherever they were the, the in between realm. the mm-hmm. nether realm. I appreciated. I appreciated that ultimately Rhea Perlman was kind of the heart of the movie, and that's a sentence I like saying. You know. Mm, well, cause yeah, of course. Yeah, there's, it, it's interesting cause I thought the movie, you thought that the movie was going to end with equality, right? Feminism, re- equality, right? Like the Barbies figure out, and I guess like eventually they sort of, no, they don't even, uh, that in Barbie land that the Kens were going to be seen as more equal, but we know that's not going to happen because it's not happening in the real world. And you kind of realize that at the end of the movie, like that would be if if Barbie land and the God, the mechanics of it work and are stable, it always has to be the inverse of the real world. Yeah. And because the real world like absolutely isn't changing anytime soon, there's that joke in Barbie land of like, yeah, then you can have one, you know, one representative soon and it'll be a, a, low a lower Congress court person. judge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that pointed to the fact like, oh, it, the movie can't end that way, even though that's what you think the movie's about. The movie is actually about humanity and Barbie wanting to feel like a real fleshed out human being and not this object and toy that has no autonomy. And so she essentially chooses, okay, I want to feel emotions. I want a vagina. I want womanhood. I, I actually want to be a human um, and, and do that. And I, it was just unexpected, actually. I, I was like, oh, this movie did take a turn. Do I, do I like the ending of the movie? I don't know if I like the total ending of the movie, but I did love that montage. My goodness. I love oh, that montage. I, yeah, the kind of like, this is what life looks like um, montage. Uh, yeah. Well, and I, I thought the like final women, line was... Just, yeah, like women with... Yes, exactly. The women montage. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. I do. Yeah. Um, I thought the final line was really funny. I thought that was like a, a, a clever final what beat. What was it? Um, I'm here to see my gynecologist. Oh, Okay. Because sure. I kind of loved earlier in the movie when she, when the construction workers were catcalling her, and she was like, "I don't have a vagina." So, <laughs> uh, and I think that was something I appreciated is that, like, once in the earlier parts of the movie, when Barbie and Ken get to the real world, I, I liked that Barbie was, for lack of a better description, smarter than I was expecting the character to be. I thought it was going to be a lot of like, you know, I don't know, fish out of water, like, mm. you know. What's this? You know, just What's like this? a lot of What's this? Yeah. yeah. Amy Adams and Enchanted. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. Kind of thing. Yep, 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 but there was yep. more of a self-awareness or she very or or the awareness came very quickly of of her surroundings and and how to navigate it. And I thought that was she's a smart woman. She's like yeah. she, I mean like that's the other thing that I love the through line with Barbie is that she's brilliant, right? Like I do love that about Greta Gerwig's script is like Barbie never wasn't brilliant. Yeah, she was just, you know, in a very limited world. And so I, you know, I appreciated that. I, you know, it's funny. What this makes me think of is, I mean, obviously there's shades of like The Matrix. But did you see the movie Don't Worry, Darling? Yes. I mean, was this not Don't Worry, Darling, down to like trying to drive the car out of through the through the desert and like out of this like fantasy world? Like literally this was Don't Worry, Darling. Maybe I haven't seen Don't Worry Darling. Is it 
I'm thinking of the Anna Kendricks movie where she's being gaslit. Oh, no. This is the one with Florence Pugh. Oh, I didn't um, see that. And yeah, uh, Harry Styles. Yeah, I didn't see it. Uh, and I don't know why. I think I think some. No, my friend Simona told me not to see it. So I was just like, oh, OK, I'll skip it. But is it good? I mean, it's it's interesting. And honestly, I think having now seen Barbie, I think seeing the similarities between Barbie and Don't Worry, Darling, it's almost eerie. Um, oh, it's it's like it. That's a double feature. They it really does. It it's like in so many ways, it's the same fucking movie. <laughs> it's the same oh. movie. Uh, with the can and everything. I mean, not maybe not all. Well, I would now. I want to rewatch Don't Worry, Darling because I do actually think that there are a ton of parallels here. Yeah. Mm. So when. When Barbie leaves in the box and she goes back to, or not in the box, she doesn't get in the box. That was actually a really funny sequence with the, um, the twist elastic ties. ties. The twist yeah. ties, yeah. Um, not elastic. Um, no, when she goes back to Barbie land and it's Ken World, um, that's when the movie felt a little long. I was like, oh God, this is going to be insufferable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We I, get I, it. We get it, you know? I, I had the same feeling. It was like, you know, I think I don't mean to be Ben Shapiro, but it was like, I get it, you know. Um, wait, is that wait, his thing? Wait, okay. Why are so, we evoking him? <laughs> okay, and I'm like, I and I know I shouldn't talk about this on a on a main on a free skate episode, you know, with all the Marys and anyone could listen. But let me just say this. Uh, so Ben Shapiro was like, he's an asshole. Post- Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> he's an asshole. He's an idiot. But we know, we all know this. Everybody yeah. knows that if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that no one here is a fan of Ben Shapiro or what he has to say. And, he, you know, he had posted about how he went to go see Barbie and he had some picture of himself at the movie theater in this like little black t-shirt and his little black jeans. And as someone pointed out on Twitter, doing bare face. Yes. And <laughs> there was this moment where I was like, look at you, you, you trim little power bottom. Mm. You just like, I could just see you in a harness, just getting filled up like a Boston uh. cream donut on steroids. Like I, Bukaki like, Ben, ship Bukaki and sell them. Ben, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> First you ship them, then you sell them. Um, and there was just this moment of like, Oh, you, you're just a hole, sir. And like, I just, in an alternate universe, Ben Shapiro would be just another Neil Patrick Harris, just another overgrown Twinkie Mm. pocket gay in Mm. our media. He is, he was built to be that. And yet he is pretending to be this other thing. And I'm like, no, Ben, you are Bukaki Barbie. You're not right wing Barbie. Like you're, you're in the wrong body. This is not who you're supposed to be. Like, you need to be, like, counting loads on Twitter. This is just not who you are. Look at you. Look how God made you. Look at that little face. What was I made for by Billie Eilish? (laughs) Yeah. What was I made for by Ben Shapiro? Well, I can tell you. Uh, That song. uh, Sorry, I'm going to pivot. But uh, that song, I got to say... just absolutely exquisite in this movie. Uh, so well placed, so well um, referenced throughout the film. Um, I didn't not notice that. And it, it, for it to be the heart of the movie, actually, right? To, to end with that song and that question, what was I made for? 
oh god i just and then for the movie to turn in the way that it that it did for barbie to then choose humanity it was such an unexpected choice i'm still grappling with where the movie goes does that make sense yeah, well, I mean, I think that, like, as the movie is wrapping up, and it, it feels so much, and I just sent you a picture of, of Barbie Ben. You need to look at that picture so you know what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. Oh, God, yeah. Like, tell me I'm wrong. Go <laughs> oh ahead. Oh, God. Just, Bend him yeah. over. <laughs> right? Like, don't I'm you kidding. just, like... I don't want to have sex with Ben Shapiro, but I can see him being in one of those movies, for sure. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, He's, I know, you know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, but anyway... Um, uh, I feel like, you know, and I, I've, I've been kind of, because I just saw this in the theaters yesterday. I didn't take any notes. So when he all complains these are... about cleaning out. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, that we'll talk about on Matreon. I great, feel like great. that Ben Shapiro and cleaning out is a, you got to pay $5 a month to hear that conversation. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, you're welcome. So, uh, you know, uh, but... <laughs> Oh my goodness, Marco just knocked something over. Marco, you need to get out of here. You need to Ben, it's your diet. Ben, it's your diet. Ben, it's your diet. Please, I'm so horny. It's your diet. Please. (laughs) Please just start taking these pure for men. Please. Ben, it's your diet. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. My water (laughs) bill is insane this month. Uh, so I don't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> you know? We were talking about Billy Eilish uh, being the heart of the movie. Oh, there. so the movie has so many like, and these, this is like an element of it that I feel like I, I'd maybe appreciate more on second watch. But the ways in which it does play out, like sort of a '90s campy comedy. There's kind of a like mom and dad save the world or stay tuned or you know there's there's just that thing of like America Ferrera and her daughter have to go like save Barbie and like that moment where they're like, turn the car around. We've got to save Barbie. I'm like, we've seen that beat in so many movies. And so we're playing it out here. And so I think there's so many things in this movie that are deliberately familiar beats, the final battle at the end. All of this is like just by the book on purpose. And so that book has our main characters falling in love at the end. And so then to subvert that, it was like, we kind of get lulled into expecting that to happen. And then it's like, Mm. oh, wait, no, this is like... Greta Gerwig 2023 Barbie this is Mm. not that Barbie and so I feel like that's why the for me the last like five or seven minutes of the movie you know once Ruth shows up again I was like oh okay all right this is not don't tell mom the babysitter's dead got it right 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 uh the mom doesn't come back swelling Mm -hmm. you got some explaining to do uh yeah yeah no I uh that's true it is kind of like a welcomed change one thing i uh, since you mentioned the daughter um i'm i'm glad that eventually she just didn't become this insufferable teenager uh because that was getting really irritating it was just like oh the same beat again oh she's not into this oh she you know i was kind of over it oh i mean listen you know while while our our great writers guild is striking before y'all sign any documents and get back to work could i consider leaving on the other side of this strike writing petulant teenage daughters it's dead it's so tired like i i'm i every it's just something else yeah yeah, tell us something it does everything have to feel like an episode of the modern family you know what i mean like enough enough eye rolling daughters oh my god it's so boring it's boring i feel like it's 
again, it's very 2D for mm-hmm. a, uh, a genre of woman that is actually rich. Mm-hmm. Well, I look at Pen15. I feel mm, like... Great example. And it doesn't whitewash. There are conflicts between mother and daughter, for example, but like the specificity of like Maya's relationship with her mother and Anna's relationship with her mother yes. and just... It's so much more nuanced, and I don't think that you need an entire series to show those nuances. You could have that just be an implicit part of the character. Yeah, this was a lot. And I know I get it. They're trying to tell us something, a bigger story, and you need the tropes to to just like latch on to for the narrative. I get it. And hey, like, I'm asking for more. I'm asking for more, even from a Barbie movie. That did deliver more than I expected. I can't lie to you as we're kind of wrapping up this discussion. I can't lie to you and say that I wasn't a little disappointed in this movie. I can't, I, I can't say that I loved it. I didn't love it, but I also appreciate that like, it's probably a to watch kind of movie. I don't know. If I'm going mm. to like run to watch it again, but I think that there are rewards to watching it a second time. I think that there were moments where I would like, I think everything about weird Barbie is, is really just, yeah, informed and i think kate mckinnon does a great job with that performance yeah, i think no, she's... weird barbie is so such an important part of the movie i i just wanted more is it weird to say i wanted more barbie i wanted less will ferrell i wanted a little less ken like i get i get all that they were doing with that and we needed it but i i actually expected more barbie is that i i don't know that's I, maybe what i'm I so was, wrong yeah i mean that was one of my takeaways it was like oh i feel like Margot Robbie, I just feel like I, 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 why do I feel like I didn't get enough? And I got so many moments with her. I mean, I, I, and she is great in this, but I, I agree. I do feel like sometimes when the movie would then cut back to Ken's story, I'd be like, oh, can we just get back to any of the yeah. Barbies? Any yeah. of the Barbies. Any you know? of the Barbies. America Ferreira, by the way, I know I said this before, she was my favorite part of this movie. Like, I just love America Ferreira. And I love that she's kind of back on screen again. Ugh, God. What a fabulous, like, I don't know, piece of culture is uh, Ugly Betty. And then for her to come back in Barbie, ugh. Yeah, no, America Ferrera is great. I I feel like I don't, I I wasn't a big Ugly Betty watcher, not for any other reason, I just didn't watch it. So Mm. I feel like America and I, I don't know, we need to, we need to, Maybe I need to start watching the Superstore. Mm-hmm. I need to. I need to get more America in my life. You know. Yeah, more <laughs> America. America. Uh, I yeah. Need to try well, that in a small town. You know. <laughs> 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 that is a topical joke. Yes. Um, <laughs> I. I do. I. I. I did like it. Uh, there's no question. Um, I think I just wanted more Barbie. That's why I was. I went in a little disappointing. Pointed. It was a little hyped up. Um, I thought it was going to be even funnier, and it wasn't. And it didn't need to be funny, but I. I heard that it was. Um, I just. It wasn't always my type of humor. I wanted more out of what Barbie did, um, and maybe I need to see it again to truly appreciate what Barbie did, right? Like, I, I really do. Because obviously the... And I'm talking about the character of Margot Robbie. Um, but, yeah, I think that's where I've kind of landed with Barbie. They were... I think that they were trying to say a lot and they could have said less and therefore more on one other topic. Um, the like Will Ferrell expression? stuff. 
Is that like an expression the kids say now? Say less. Oh, is that right? I I feel like people have said it to me, and I've been like, sorry, was I talking too much? But I think it means like, I got you. I understand. Of course. Oh, I see. Say okay. less. Understood. Say less. So I feel like Barbie, literally, say less. Uh, you know, here's a thought I had kind of, you know, building on what you're saying. So I was not seated next to a popcorn monster. I was seated next to a mom with her, like, young son. And about halfway oh. through the movie, he was like, Mom, I'm bored. And she was just like, shh. And then he's like, I can't believe you're making me watch this stupid movie. Like, he was just so <gasps> antsy and so bored. Oh, and my God. I, I would have gotten up. I would have slapped him. And I said, listen, you patriarchal little piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. You need to listen with your eyes and your ears right now. Women uh, need a voice. And Barbie yeah. deserves one. Even and you though... need to shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Say less. And so... <laughs> There was I, there was also definitely a baby in my theater because of oh, course why would you not bring wow. a baby to Barbie? Uh, it's it's not as bad as the person who brought the baby to Tar. I'll say that that was the real mystifying one. Who brings a baby to Tar? Put that on a tote bag. Um, but I feel like I also think about the marketing of this movie, and there was so much of like marketing each of the Barbies in the movie in a way mm. that you would almost market a series in mm. that like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to, these are these characters that we're going to get to like see and like spend 12 episodes with whatever. Yeah. And I think that that was something I noticed was like, Oh, they're actually all very small roles. Like they're, you know, except for maybe like Simu Lu and like, I don't know, a little bit of Issa Rae or Kate McKinnon. Maybe I feel like all the other Barbies and Ken's are, very like uh, lots of group scenes very abbreviated screen yep. time i couldn't really tell them apart to be honest at some points yeah. yeah uh i you you'd have to tell me that that was dua lipa as the oh movie. yeah yeah oh can i just say this i feel like the visual gag of john cena popping up is such <gasps> like a mainstream crowd pleaser listen uh -huh. he could he could he literally me. suffocate me, yeah. and I would die it's a fine. happy man. It's fine. But as like a, oh, it's John Cena. It's just like, it's such a, it's such a kind People of like. applauded in the theater, and I was yeah. like, no, no, this is a Barbie movie. This is a Barbie movie. <laughs> it's such a low stakes crowd pleasing, like, oh my God, they got John Cena. It's just, mm. I don't know, but I, it, it's nothing against John Cena himself. I will never forget when he wore a sock on his penis in Trainwreck. No. No, no I, I won't. won't. I, I won't forget that. I won't forget the sex scene, uh, the gay stuff. Yeah. No, I won't forget any wait, of that. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. The gay stuff in Trainwreck. He does gay stuff? No, it's like implied that he's gay. Oh, I need to rewatch Trainwreck. Oh, my God. Mary, that's the whole, that's his whole thing. He, he's like being verbal with her in bed and she's like just talk to me just talk to me he's like okay there was this one time you know i saw you getting out of the car and this is like he's thrusting and he's like you're getting out of the car and you turned around and you looked like a dude and then he comes oh and that's what starts it and then he references that he's on grinder he's fighting with the guy in the movie theater and he's you know he's like i will enter you and it's like all these jokes about oh sure yeah. All right. Well, I have a lot of feelings about Trainwreck, so you know. Okay. Well, maybe uh, maybe an, uh, a Matron movie. Yeah. Maybe I, I could. Yeah. I could be fun. Um, yeah. I think that this. I think that Barbie was 
uh, I think it's an interesting cultural moment. I think over time we'll look back on it differently because the whole point of what I'm trying to say with the baby and the kid and the whatnot is and, and the cast, the marketing was like, I I don't think this movie was what anyone, including Ben Shapiro, mm. was expecting when they walked in. Regardless of what you were expecting, this movie was not that because it was a little bit of everything. It was, you know, these very like topical humor kind of jokes. It was Barbie having her like, you know, uh, Matrix Awakening moment. It was sure. Will Ferrell doing the Will Ferrell thing. It was America Ferrera and her daughter saving the day. It was, you yeah. know, gender roles. What's his name? Yeah, yeah it was uh, Alan. Oh, jeez, oh, I'm yeah. just a little up. <laughs> Nice little. What's that guy's name? I'm Michael Maria Van Housen. What's his name? Michael Sarah. I'm Michael Sarah, oh, and Michael I'm Sarah. Alan. Oh. You yeah, know, yeah. and it's just like doing his it's Michael so. Sarah. It's doing his Michael Sarah. It's you know, it's it's Lizzo on the soundtrack. It's so it's all of those things at once. It's the dance sequence. It's the fighting yeah, sequence. Like right. so, it, they have there's a scoop of kind of everything that any audience of Barbie is going to expect, but it's not all of that. You know, it's not yeah. just the first 15 minutes of the movie. It's not just when Barbie and Ken go to the real world, you know? Right, 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 right. It's not just what the conservatives are pointing at and hating. Yep. Like there's, yeah, that was certainly part of it. Uh, and I think also points to the, the times, right? Um, yeah. The fact that there was a duality between Oppenheimer and Barbie, you know what I mean? The Viola Chachki, uh, you know, uh, dress for transformation. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Oh, uh, no, I did not. So there see was it. a did- girl that went uh, was standing in front of the Oppenheimer uh, billboard, not billboard thing in the theater, the stand sure. thing in the theater. And then she walks across the lobby and basically does the same motion that Viola Chachki did when she turns it into that, uh, you know, picnic, dr- picnic, tartine. The re- yeah, the tartan reveal, the tartine yeah. reveal, tartan reveal. Um, I can't. I'm not a fashion person. I apologize. I'm learning. I'm really trying. Um, Tartan. And from reading, um, no less. You're learning from reading. Yeah. And so she, but she has her own reveal. She goes from this black kind of like pantsuit into this uh, pink, um, very Valachachki type of uh, silhouette and then goes into the Barbie box. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. I'll Google that. Uh, and I feel like the only overlap between Barbie and Oppenheimer is the Anne Roth cameo at the bus station. I feel like we, ha- if we're going to wrap things up, we have to at least acknowledge the Anne Roth moment. Yeah, I don't know who that is. So she's like this big, like, uh, costume designer. She she did the costumes for the hours, um, but she's this big Hollywood costume designer. Oh. And so she plays the old lady at the bus station that Barbie stares at, and she's like, "You're beautiful," and she's like, "I know." Oh yeah, no, I remember her in the movie. I didn't know that she was in Oppenheimer. She's not. I just mean like Anne Roth was probably like around when Oppenheimer happened. Oh, in real life. You know yeah, I mean? she's ninety one. Yeah, she's yeah, she's uh, yeah, Anne Roth. So um, that was because I feel like before I saw this, there were people talking about this scene at the bus station and Margot or not Margot Robbie, Greta Gerwig was talking about how, you know, people wanted her to cut that scene and she insisted on keeping it. She was like, if we don't have the scene at the bus station, I don't know why I'm doing this movie or at the bus stop. She said that. I, I, I feel like that was just I get that. I feel like there are certain movies where like, for example, like in Jurassic Park, when Laura Dern cries when she escapes from the power station and she escapes from the raptor attack. If you don't include that, I don't know what the point of Jurassic Park is. 
Like, that's the whole reason I like Jurassic Park is because Laura Dern cries at one point when she escapes the raptor attack of the power station. And so I just think there's, like, certain moments in movies where it's just, like, it, it's so, I don't know, you just attach yourself to this little moment. And it's, like, mm. this whole moment for me is the emotional linchpin, you know? I did love it. Doesn't she cry? Oh, God. Margot she Robbie. does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then and of course Margot Robbie has that great little monologue towards the end where she, uh, you know, talks about I don't know, just wanting to be a real person and just like, basically it reminds me. I was like, oh, this is the Margot Robbie and I Tanya. Like this is like the mm. full spectrum Margot Robbie performance. Yeah. No, that that scene of the bus stop was actually, I think, very needed to kind of ground all of the surreal. That was going on like even again i'll bring back this point like it was still a little too surreal in the real world it was yeah it was i mean that was uh and i'm sure there was some point to that yeah, but it, i'm sure it yeah. did feel like i don't know yeah you would expect something a lot more like a, a much more realistic reality to kind of show the difference between barbie land and the real world mm. yeah well as a a gay brother um, of two older sisters uh, I'm glad I went to see Barbie Barbie was very very important And kind of a protective Force in my childhood And uh, Yeah uh, the movie uh, Yeah I think While I was a little disappointed Because I wanted more Barbie um, I still liked it It still made me think about my own childhood My own sister's their power, where they are in the world, all of those things kind of coming up. I did leave the theater being like, oh, I love women. You know what I mean? I yeah, just of course. Women. Yeah, women, right? I, I'm an Alan. At the end of the movie when he's cheering, when the women take <laughs> over power again, I'm like, yeah, no. I'm I'm also happy <laughs> yeah, about this. Yeah, this exactly. is Because Kendom, I mean, that's it, it, that brings us right back to, you know, Broboken. That's Kendom, right, you know? Right. Wait, I'll have sex in Kendom, you know, but I don't want to live there. No, I don't want to live there. I want to go back to my Barbie dream home and right. take a shower. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's <laughs> don't so waste many that water. <laughs> don't waste that water. Yeah. Because honestly, I, you know, I'm going to have to start putting a pail outside when it rains if it's going to keep going like this, Ben. <laughs> Mary, any final thoughts on Barbie? Who was the best sporting actress for you? You know, I I think it's it's a tie for me between Rhea Perlman and Kate McKinnon, and I think I'm going to say Kate McKinnon. I actually okay. I think she really there was there was just there's something there that I'm when I think about watching this movie again, I'm kind of excited to see Weird Barbie again. There was like there was a heart there in Weird Barbie, right? Yeah. Like there was there was I feel like that could be its own spin-off is Weird Barbie and all of the other Weird Barbies that we didn't get to see because mm -hmm. there's other things. There was a really funny joke that was made uh, on Twitter somewhere. It was like, uh, you know, it was a, a black woman um, wrote, you know, I used to draw, you know, marker on my Barbie's faces to make them black. So now in Barbie land, there's a Barbie walking around in blackface. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which they couldn't get away with, but would have been no, an no, interesting no, no. thing to like mm. show. Oh, um, they it would have made a with that. Yeah. No, but it would have. I mean, I think out of context, people would have gone crazy. But in context, I think it would have been really powerful. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Weird Barbie. Uh, like the and the things that girls do, right, to see themselves. Um, yeah. Well, the, I, I think 
the one yeah, thing I want to say about Weird Barbie is like, especially, you know, I can't believe an hour and 20 minutes we haven't gotten to this conclusion, but like Weird Barbie is the queer. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's also queer yeah. Barbie. Like right. Alan I, and, and, and her for sure. Yeah. They're like the queer Barbie and Ken. And I, and I think that's obviously, and of course the casting of Kate McKinnon is not, you know, uh, yeah, right, right. unintentional. You know the what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. I also really appreciated that too of like that, I guess as we talk about girls wanting to see themselves in Barbie, like, little gays wanting to see themselves in their Barbies and Kens. It's like, yeah, weird Barbie. I think that's the Barbie I identify with the most. Mm. Uh, I couldn't agree more with that statement. Uh, my BSA is either between America Ferrera and weird Barbie. And I think after that little discussion we just had, weird Barbie is the one. Yeah. It's weird. Barbie. Yeah. Uh, weird very Barbie. important. Yeah. Very important. to yeah. the movie. You know, weird Barbie's a Mary. I don't. That's just that's how I feel. Weird Barbie's a Mary. <laughs> well, with that, we should end. Marys, if you have any thoughts on the Barbie movie, on Oppenheimer, on this whole trend, you can reach out to us on uh, Instagram at AllRightMaryPod. You can email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com. And if you want, I'm on Instagram at Johnny also. And you can hear more of me talking about BSAs like Weird Barbie on the Best Supporting Podcast every week. And you can also find me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And you can get even more of both of us, including this week. We're going to be talking about some very important music videos. We're going to be catching up on and Just Like That. Uh, lots to say this week. All of that at patreon.com slash all right, Mary. And uh, we love you for that. Well, all right, Mary, I think we should end with the Billie Eilish song. What do you say, Mary? I guess so. I, you know, I guess so. Not you know? Barbie Girl fret by Aqua. I think the no. Billie Eilish Which, one. Uh, I will say, I did listen to, I did have that album on cassette when I was a kid, and I was a big Ooh. Aqua fan, and I, you know, put that in there. But there were other songs I liked more than Barbie Girl. So, um, you know, what can I say? I'm just that cool. I'm cool, Barbie. Well, all right, Mary. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you soon. Yeah, tot scenes, Barbie. I used to float, now I just fall.